Welcome, everybody, to the Dastardly Gentleman Podcast. I am Neil, and this is Frank. Say hi, Frank. Hello. And today we are going to talk about the Steam Summer Sale. So, dun, 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 dun. how many Steam games do you have, Frank? Uh, like total? Yeah, total. About 150. Is that all? Filthy casual. I know. Come on, get it together, man. It just, it just, this, you know, the sales are just, they're on so many indies, and they're just so bad. That's true. I mean, I've only got about 174, but, you know. You son of a bitch. No big deal or anything. Um, but the Steam Summer Sale, it's a, it's a time where you get to look at games you already own, or games that you want to buy and never play. It's the best time to tell promises to yourself that you have absolutely no intention of keeping. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, these games... You can't pass these games up. These are sweet deals. Like, 75% off this game. It's typically 60 bucks, but I can get it for 15 Yeah, I'm not going to pass that deal up. And then you never play it. See, and it's crazy. It's absolutely atrocious, too, because I've, I've, I've had this discussion with my wife before. Do you, do you know, like, even though like something is 75% off, do you know how much you save not buying it? <laughs> 100%. That's... 100%. Think of the savings by just not buying it. I mean, the worst part about the Steam Summer Sales is that you see some of these games being like a dollar, two dollars, and you're like, <gasps> and then you buy like 12 of them, and then, you know... They just sit there forever. I think that's like a major problem of this day and age. I mean, I remember being a kid and having my Super Nintendo, and you go out and you rent a game, and you play that game, and you play the shit out of that one game. You destroy it in inside and out, and by the time you're done, you're on to the next game. I mean, you rent a new game. You never had the opportunity to have like 50 games at once. You got what was given to you. No, the, the the guy who had like all had the, all those games was like that rich asshole up the street that nobody liked and wouldn't play basketball with. Yeah, yeah, no, that that wasn't me. I just I got one at a time. And if the game was extra shitty, you just you just took it back and you waited until next week because you know your mom wasn't gonna let you rent another one in the same week. That guy was me. Yep. sounds about right (laughs) I'm the guy that buys all the video games with no intention of playing them yeah you you buy the physical collector's editions though I do I have several games that are over $200 that I have never even opened still in the cellophane wrapping absolutely I got one sitting behind me right now it's almost $200 and I probably will never open it you make me sick (laughs) I got a storage unit full of them. It makes it feel any better. But, you filthy hedonist! I do. Uh, just if I could, just rub it all over me. Yeah, and you and you have no intention on selling those games, do you? No, no. They're gonna. I'm gonna when I when I'm when I have a place. I'm going to display them at my lazurier. <laughs> the video game snob. <laughs> I I am. Uh, PC Master Race. Hashtag 2016 PC Master Race. Don't you own Xbox One games that you... And you don't even own an Xbox One? I have... I have... I have the... 
ultimate collector's edition of Assassin's Creed games for Xbox One, and I do not own an Xbox. I don't own an Xbox at all, actually, right now. Oh no, I've got two. I've got two Xbox collector's editions in a storage unit. Um, through Xbox 360s, I don't have an Xbox One. There's something wrong with you. I got. I have two PlayStation Fours, and I've got three PlayStation Threes. Definitely something wrong with you. Well, look, they came out with the Darth Vader PlayStation 4, and I just, I had to. And it's funny, because then I, I got, that came with Battlefront, and I actually returned it. <laughs> I, I sold it back for credit. Wow. Brand new in the cellophane, they gave me $15 for it, sucked my nuts. Fuck you, GameStop. Uh, see, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm kind of behind the game makers, when they want to ban the sale of used games. Because really... GameStop just bends you over. Oh man, they, they, they're like, they're like, they're like that Rosie the Rivet, you know? We we don't use, we don't need lube. We spit, and then just give you the old, give you the old four in the seat, <laughs> and it's awful. Like they don't even give you fifty percent. I can understand. Okay, if it was brand new, still in the cellophane, and it's still a hot item, they should at least give you seventy-five percent. I think that their justification would probably be, hey, you probably stole this. <laughs> so we're only going to give you 10, assuming that we're going to have to have a, a litigious legal battle later. Uh, sure. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that being said, you would never have to have that problem with Steam. So the Steam summer sale is kind of like buying used games, but it's actually more like buying used games at a garage sale at a meth fiend's house because he really needs a scratch. I don't think it's like that at all. But <laughs> It's a lot like that because it's so cheap. It, look, look, look. It's so cheap he's going to sell you his TV for $5. Just don't make him, just don't make him do weird things. <laughs> or do... I mean, they, they may come up. Well, you got to think about it. All, all the games that are on sale and on Steam, they've been out for a while. So, or at least 99% of them. They've been, they've been out for a few months. So, they're on sale because the initial wave of you know pre-orders and you know day one purchases are already over. Now they're trying to squeeze the life out of their games that they have that out there that's been out there for a while to get a little bit more sale on it because to be honest a lot of these games that have been out out on uh, steam for six months plus their sales have plummeted and they're like how can we sell more of these games we can lower the price because selling them at half price is still good than selling not selling them at all right it's like you because you get to a point where you've got to kind of the people who are on the fence about whether or not to buy your game yeah. Now you lower the price a little bit. Well, now they buy your game. That's a so like if you have a sixty dollars title, if you lower it by fifty percent, especially on a digital where there is no distribution except for through Steam, you don't have to make a physical copy or whatever. That that's that's almost like clean cash coming straight to you. That's another thirty dollars that you would never have gotten because that person never would have gotten off the fence to to purchase your product. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that Steam has introduced recently. Um, and I didn't really know the exact date when it happened, but refunds, mm-hmm. um, which is great because you can actually, there's actually a reason on the drop down list of this game is not fun. I don't like it. And <laughs> you can get your money back. I've done that a couple of times, especially <clears throat> with those, uh, visual novels that were 
you know, exactly that. Because a lot of those games are, you think they're going to be interactive, but they're they're really just, you know, text and pictures. And Blah, 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 not enough porn. Or yeah. blah, 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 Neil finished up within the first five minutes and doesn't need the full two-hour window. It's like, no, man, I, if I wanted to read hentai or read in general... No, I'd let, let me just take that back. I don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of tell. Yeah. So I've, I've you know, refunded a couple of those games, and I'm actually very pleased with that new uh, process. Mm-hmm. However, the introduction of refunds has taken away the ability for Steam to do daily deals. Did you really like the daily deal? I did. Uh, because of the fact that you can get some really great games for like ninety percent off. But didn't didn't you sometimes feel like the the, the daily deal kind of screwed you over? Like say like you bought a game and it was fifty percent off, and then like you know like eight hours later or whatever, like it 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 was it was ninety percent off, and now you're all screwed over because you didn't get you you had to spend the forty percent extra. I don't think I ever did that. Um, I, maybe once, and it, it did really irritate me. But for the most part. I would sit there and look at a game like I really want to play that game. I'll wait till it comes up for ninety percent off because thirty three percent is not enough for me. Right. I don't think I've ever purchased a game for myself that was that that was that low of a uh, not that unsteep of a cut. I, I do know that like you know I, I actually feel like the the flash sale was extremely anti. Uh, I don't want to call it anti-consumer. It wasn't as it wasn't as enjoyable as I feel like it should be. I mean, it has that like air of excitement, but I mean, like I also don't like to shop, so like I don't get excited for shit like Black Friday. Sure. And, uh, and to me, it was like a daily Black Friday, and it. So let's say like I wanted a game, and then it, they were because they were, at one point they were doing the flash sales like the eight hours every eight hours it changed or whatever, mm. and I was like, well, let's see if this game goes on sale, and then it, and then I went to sleep or, you know, I actually decided to eat today, <laughs> uh, then you know because Steam has all my money, fuck you, uh, then I would miss out on that sale, or if you had a job because I mean like there, the last time the Steam summer sale came through, I was I was un- or I was between jobs. It's a nice way of saying it. I was didn't have a job. But I was between jobs, so you know, um, I, I didn't. I, I had the opportunity to sit there and watch it. But I understand that I, I can imagine that a lot of people who wouldn't have had that chance to be able to sit there and kind of hawkishly keep up with it would probably have been really left out. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and I feel that way, even with Black Friday deals like on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, you have to fucking be up at the stroke of midnight, or you know, just something outlandish and. <sighs> I don't know, consumerism in, in terms of first come, first serve, it pisses me off because I care, but I don't care that much, and I don't think anybody else should either, because <laughs> it just, it only makes it worse. I mean, you, you see Black Friday in general, I mean, madness. It, it's madness, and it gets worse every year because not only is it Black Friday, but it's also Black Thursday night right after Thanksgiving dinner. And right, so, right, and it's like you know, it's like uh, with Christmas, like you know the 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 soft area when it's appropriate to start decorating for Christmas is getting sh- like earlier and earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, so like on Black Friday, it's like it used to be Black Friday. You know, it was like six o'clock in the five six o'clock in the morning is when it started. 
that's when the doors open. That's when Black Friday happened. Now it's like, well, I mean, we got Thursday. Well, I mean, yeah, we got we got early Black Friday. We'll start it on Wednesday, or like you know, this, this is our internet specials on um, for Black Friday. We'll start them on Monday. It's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, if you can afford to fucking have sales like that a whole week in advance, just make that the price <laughs> from now on. Right. <laughs> Assholes. Right. <laughs> So what's a, what's a game that you're looking that you're looking at on Steam that is exciting that you would like to share with the world? Um or not exciting, I guess. Well, I do The Witcher 3 is on sale for a really good deal right now. I think it's 50% off. Um Fallout 4 I bought day 1 and I was super disappointed by it. Um but with the announcements at E3, I think it's actually going to be a good game now. But, you know, I already bought it. But if if, if you're, you're listening to this and you're interested in what Fallout 4 has to offer, uh, go buy it because it's on sale. And it's really cheap. I think that one's like 66% off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also... I, I went ahead and bought uh, the Jackbox Party Pack 2. Now, I bought the first Jackbox Party Pack and I intended to play it a whole lot more, but it requires you to have friends. What What is that? It's basically a pop culture trivia game. Oh nope, not gonna happen. Uh, it's 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 actually a lot of fun because of the fact that it's not just pop culture. It's also uh, science and pol- politics and so on and so forth. Oh okay. Um, but they ask they typically ask questions in a very odd way. Like they'll 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 compare it to something like. You know, Albert Einstein invented the you know nuclear bomb in 1940-something, blah, 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 blah. And he had uh, gray hair at the time when he did it. Who else had gray hair, you know, in the year 1975 who was uh, in, you know, in office sitting in the president's chair? And, like, it goes through a whole spiel, and then it asks a question just to throw you off. It's because you think you're going to be asked to Albert Einstein. You know, you get the idea. It asks him in very weird, interesting ways, <laughs> and it's and it's a it's a funny game. Is what I'm trying to say. It's funny. It's it's humorous. I learned a lot in that one little blurb about this game. I learned one that it's not necessarily um, it's it's a party game. That's great. And yeah. I learned that it's basically Trivial Pursuit, but kind of for dicks. The three, uh, I learned that you fell asleep during history class. Shut up. <laughs> I was giving you an example. God. So let's talk about The Witcher real quick. So the the, the entire Witcher franchise is actually on sale for eighty five percent, and that's fantastic. The Witcher three specifically is fifty percent off. Mm-hmm. The Witcher, The Witcher's one and two, and The Witcher board game are eighty five percent. Each one of them is about a dollar, and they are all fucking phenomenal. So if you've ever been on the fence about whether or not you want to try The Witcher, I strongly suggest it. Um, you could also read the book, but you know, I know that you won't. Oh, I totally won't. Um, and to be honest with you, I probably won't <laughs> buy The Witcher Three because if it's anything like The Witcher Two, which it is, which don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed uh, the first twenty minutes that I played of it because that's about all I played. Um, very impressive graphically. Uh, the story seemed to be going in a great direction until I gave up on it. I don't know. It, it's just one of those games where you pick up and it's really overwhelming to where it's like, I'm going to spend the next three weeks playing this game. 
Yep. How about we don't? <laughs> that 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 mean that and that is a that is a very that is a very good point. It is an open world game that there is so much to do. It's on par. It's easily on par, if not greater, than Skyrim. And that, that you know what Skyrim, I picked up Skyrim when I when I it was on sale and I picked it up and I played it, and then I looked at the clock and it was three hours later. Like, mm-hmm. I I didn't have that effect with The Witcher, and it's probably because. Um, the difference between Skyrim and, and and The Witcher is that the dialogue in The Witcher is takes you out of the game. It, I mean, it's it's not bad. It's 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 good story, and, it, and the way they you know do it is very interesting. But Skyrim, you are moving while they're talking pretty much all the time. Right, and and the difference being that like you know in in Skyrim, you know the story occurs with you. Whether you're there or not, and like you're you're sort you're around you're around the story, and you move the story basically through different kinds of quests. And like you said, there's never a cutscene really. Yeah. And it's always been like that with with the, the Bethesda open world games. Whereas like with The Witcher, there's like there, it's open world, and then you have moments where you can move, and the story's happening around you. But then you know there are cutscenes where like you experience a movie like dialogue where like it has that interruption, which is that is a valid point. Um, the Voice acting is fucking phenomenal, though. I mean, like, everything... I don't know. I will gush about this game till the end of time. Like, I love Metal Gear, for example, because these came out... These are contemporaries that came out within, like, a month of each other. Sure. I love Metal Gear with a passion. That story... The, the story of all the Metal Gear franchise just is edged into my soul, and it is something I can talk about for hours. The Witcher is a way better game. Comparatively, like Metal Gear Five to The Witcher Three, The Witcher Three is hands down a better game. Like I've sat down and I beat Metal Gear Five, I have beaten The Witcher Three, I am replaying The Witcher Three. I have no intention of going back to the Metal Gear Five. Sure. So I mean, like now that I've got the story and I've dissected the story, I mean, like, mm, but whatever. So like now that I've dissected the story, I don't feel like I need to go back to. But with The Witcher, there's so much to do and there's so many different options to take and there's so many different ways that you can play the story and you can see different things that you couldn't see if you went one way or the other and then like there are certain certain things that you can only encounter if you go in at certain times and whatever and it's all random and sometimes it's random and sometimes it's not it's just there's so much to do it's so much to see they just came out with the new dlc so you're getting 50 you're getting 50 percent off on the witcher on the witcher 3 which i think makes it 29 dollars yeah um and then you've got the two DLCs that just came out. I'm sorry, twenty four ninety nine for The Witcher Three. You got the two DLCs that just came out. I think that they're twenty twenty five dollars each. And from what I understand from the reviews, because I bought both of them, but I haven't played them yet, because I haven't gotten that far in The Witcher Three again yet, uh, that they are on par with the original story of The Witcher Three. And then they're about as equal in length. So I mean, like it's just like the. CD Projekt Red has just absolutely nailed it out of the park with The Witcher Three, and they've got a they've got a new game coming out next year. The or not next year, but they have a new game coming out. The Steampunk, I guess, is the same engine as as The Witcher, and it's going to have a lot of the same concepts. I am so pumped for this, <laughs> so excited! All right, I'll stop gushing about The Witcher. We can move on. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I, I, one of the things I liked about the The Witcher franchise, and like like you said. Um, CD Projekt Red is getting all kinds of praise, especially on Reddit, for how about how how well they're treating their customer base, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm all about that. Um, oh, oh man, their their anti DRM policy. Whew. 
They're so good. Oh yeah, it makes it so easy to pirate. I mean, not that I would do that. It's cheap enough on Steam, you know. Yeah, but, JK NSA, <laughs> JK, JK. But um, I don't know. The the, the biggest thing I, I liked about The Witcher, um, and this is primarily the reason why I downloaded I downloaded number two, was it is the benchmark for whether your computer is good or not. Yep. Uh, the Witcher 2 had a mode called, I can't remember what it was called, it was like, you know, make my computer hurt mode. And uh, at the time when that came out, I thought I had a pretty bitching computer. No, sir. <laughs> Not no. even close. No. I turn on that mode and I get half a frame per second. It would, It looked beautiful. It was like basically taking screenshots every couple of seconds for me. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a, that is a straight up fact right there, and I know that it does the same thing with The Witcher Three. Like it will, if you you, t- I don't even know if there's any computers right now that could really run it at, at the highest graphical settings. But like at the same time, whenever like um, my friend used to do the crisis, he used to say that the crisis test if your game can, if your computer can run Crisis on whatever setting, then you know yeah. it was good. Um, but then like so then I never actually had the chance to try it. But then I actually did try it, and then I, I looked at it. And and I was super like salty about it because it wasn't that the game was graphically impressive so much as it was very poorly designed. Yeah. So like it, it was like I like I don't feel like we should be praising this company and using it as a I mean like you can use it as a benchmark for just stress testing but I mean like it was still it was just shitty design and I was just not impressed by that and that's just the original Crisis I haven't played them since then so I don't know if they've gotten any better but I never I never played it beyond that because I was so aggravated with, uh, with it being the benchmark for my machine that I just fuck that game <laughs> well I mean the engine itself I mean CryEngine in general um, spawned tons of great games but Crisis itself it was a good game but as far as graphics are concerned it itself was nothing special no it was just really poorly designed and I just didn't like that yeah um but yeah, so I, that's that's one of the things I definitely appreciate. And like I said, when you crank that shit all the way up, you could literally see the sweat dripping out of your character's pores and stuff. It's oh, it's mm-hmm, so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I've seen something similar to that with uh, I think DirectX 12 or Dark, yeah, DirectX 12 that just came out um, with the the Final Fantasy benchmark they put out, or it's like the Square Enix benchmark. I can't remember what it's called, but you could zoom in during active gameplay and literally see each strand of hair move independently man and that just got me hard as rock you know? <laughs> and, and it's exclusive on windows 10 um you wow. also have to have a video card that can you know handle DirectX 12 but they they push the technology forward enough so that you don't have to have a banging machine to be able to utilize that. So, you know, it's it's more efficient is what it is. Uh, right. Back to what you're saying about Crisis. It's it's better bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's going in that direction, and it needs to continue to go in that direction. Um, but, yeah, so as far as deals are concerned, uh, the only other game that, I would strongly recommend because I can't really recommend anything that I haven't played because that would be just unethical of me. Right. Uh, Undertale's on sale. Uh, 
Not that when it's, you know, full price is it, you know, a bank breaker, but it's $7. <laughs> uh, it's typically 10 It is, hands down, the best role-playing game I've played in a long time. He, here's a sad thing about Undertale, and that's and it's a personal issue for me, okay. in that I look at Undertale and I hear people tell me about how good it is and and how I should play it, and I appreciate that. I did not realize until Undertale how much of a graphical snob that I am, <laughs> and I look at it and I go, it looks like garbage. I don't want to play it, and I hate that because I feel like I'm really kind of, I owe it to myself to play it, but I just can't bring myself to like summon the strength to really kind of get into it and I think I think that's unfortunate but that is that is me it is I guess very strongly unfortunate because of the fact that you're you're depriving yourself of a good game there and it's not like the game is long I mean you can literally beat the game in under an hour but there's just so many different ways you can play the game Mm. um different endings, different interactions with the characters. I mean, the game was made by the same guy that made Earthbound. He kind of went off on his own, and he has a, it has the same style as Earthbound and the same sense of humor as Earthbound. And if you've ever played Earthbound, you know what I'm talking about. But it's it's just a quirky game to where it makes you chuckle when you have interactions with right. uh, you know the NPCs and whatnot. But... As far as its story is concerned, I you can never truly beat the game like a hundred percent until you play through it about five or six times. Wow! Because every every playthrough like pulls from your last playthrough, and decisions you've made on your last playthrough it'll incorporate in the new playthrough. It's kind of like a new game plus type deal, but it's not. Because you're not supposed to know that that's happening. Obviously, I spoiled it for anybody that hasn't played it. <laughs> you son of a bee. That's but, okay. But no, I mean, you, you go through it and and uh, like you'll talk to one of the characters and they'll be like, wait a second, haven't I seen you before? And, you know, stuff like that. Even though it presents itself like it's a you know brand new game, it, it recalls events from how you treated them in the past, hmm. which it's kind of like a deja vu kind of thing. But... It's just also also a great game. Deja vu. Yeah, NES Deja vu detective game. Oh yeah, it was a lot like Shadowgate. Yeah, it was also not really a good game. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lie, but I, you know, okay, moving on. <laughs> no, they were both really good. I played them both. I know I did too. Point and click adventures. Those were the things. So good. Yeah. But yeah, so Undertale. Um, great game. Pick it up. Play it. You owe it to yourself. It's cheap. Come on. I will consider it. I mean, like, I can consider it later on down the road because, like you said, the sale's not really all that... It's not really all that bank-breaking to begin with. True. I mean... On that on that same vein of, of low graphical fidelity, uh, my number two pick at 50% off, being bringing it to four ninety nine is Papers, Please. A fantastic game about having a job. <laughs> Having, having a job, having a shitty job. In fact, having isn't it based around uh, the Holocaust? No, no, it's based around um, basically like the old like like 
immediately after the uh, the World War II, they had the old Soviet bloc where like you had uh, you had to have all your border checks, and and the Soviets had their um, extremely stringent policies on like letting people in or out of the country. Uh, you play an you play as a a border crossing official on in a semi-Soviet republic. Glory to Aristotska! Uh, and you have to determine with the papers that are given to you if a person should be allowed to go through or or not. And if you... There's a chance, whenever you're doing it, if the person that you let through could be a terrorist, they will blow up a section of your border crossing. Oh. And people will die. And, and you you are given money for your family because like you have to budget so you have like you have you have your dad and then you have your kids and your wife and you've got to budget your heating because you know in siberia it's always freezing you've got to budget your food and you have to budget your rent and then you're you're paid for how many people you get through and it's timed but as the game goes on, it's more specific in detail. You have to look for things like um, the expiration dates wrong on their passport. Um, they they had a Class D license when they're supposed to have a Class A license. Uh, in in the rule book under Paragraph Four, it says that they have to have uh, a stamp on the third page of their passport, but they have it on their second. So then you have to reject them. So like it gets really specific. And then you ha- you can in- you have to interrogate them and ask them about um, the different uh, um, the discrepancies in their thing. And if you catch them in a lie, then you can reject them, and then you get paid for that. Sure. Whether you pass them or fail them, you get you get paid. If but if you fail them, if you fail them and or let them through, and there was an error, then you get penalized for it. Huh. And, I mean, it's it's very interesting. I, I don't know. I, I I liked it. I've never actually been keen. Like the last time I played a game that was about having a job that I enjoyed was fucking Paperboy, <laughs> and that was just because I like to ride on somebody's lawn and break their goddamn windows. <laughs> you know, that was the best, especially the ones that unsubscribed. You know, yeah. Let's take a newspaper anyway, you son of a bitch. It's like you don't want a newspaper. Have twelve. <laughs> Drive by newspapering. Look what Bill O'Reilly says. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, oh, look what else is on sale. Keep talking and nobody explodes. I am actually going to buy that on my Gear VR. That's awesome. I don't. I mean, it's made for VR too, but I, I didn't think about playing it in virtual reality because, I mean, we played it for a while. Yeah, and it was really fun for the couple of hours we played it and then yeah. we just kind of moved on but i it's it's a great party game yeah we'll have to do that we'll have to do that again because that was that was a lot of fun and and it is on sale and it's also on sale on the gear vr store nice i can't tell you the the specific price because i can't remember <laughs> it is i don't know if there's a vr version i think it's all integrated but it's 989 right now nice yep so do you have any more other than the keep talking and nobody explodes? Um, Street Fighter Five. How much is that at? That, I believe, is 33% off. Um, why isn't it showing up? That's silly. <laughs> oh, silly. it's $40.19. 
wow, that is actually really effing expensive. It really is. And you know what? I had to buy it. I refused to buy it at fucking $60 because it's still an unfinished game. Right. Um, the story- is, the, is the net code getting any better on it? I know that whenever it first came out, they were having real issues with connectivity. Um, I haven't had too much trouble with it in the few hours I've played. Uh, it plays a lot like Street Fighter 3, Third Strike uh, on Xbox Live played, which they use the uh, GGWP engine. Um, which is, it, it uses predictive, uh, predictive input, basically. And when you're, you know, experiencing heavy lag, which no amount of fucking predictability is going to compensate for lag, but when you're experiencing heavy lag, it kind of predicts what your opponent's going to do as it's happening. And then if, if it turns out that your opponent decided to do something differently, it'll rewind it real quick <laughs> and do that different thing instead, which really throws you the fuck off. But if it turns out that the prediction uh, engine was correct, it pretends like there was no lag. <laughs> so so what you're saying is Skynet's playing video games now? Uh, a really poor version of Skynet, yes. <laughs> like, I think you're going to kick. Oh, you punched. Just kidding. Let's go back two seconds. So, so it's Skynet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as far as uh, Street Fighter V is concerned, it, it, it's not bad um, online anyways. Uh, there is a major issue with rage quitters, and they're still addressing that. I've been reading the, the forums on, on Capcom, and they're they're trying to heavily penalize rage quitters to only play against other rage quitters which makes me happy because you should be with your own people you bastards uh Uh, (laughs) i i i do not like to rage quit my especially if i'm playing any kind of street fighter i if i know that i'm bad until i get to where like i'm doing okay i will just play cami all the time because then no matter what happens i'm laying down looking at battle thong I'm either standing up looking at Battle Thong or I'm laying down and I'm looking at Battle Thong. Fair enough. <laughs> well, as far as my plans go for Street Fighter V, I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try and restore my former glory. Are you going to try to go to Evo? Oh, no. Not not until I can uh, convince myself that I'm good again. Are you gonna Are you gonna put on uh, uh, like a workout sweater and a sweatband, and you're gonna play Eye of the Tiger and play play Street Fighter for fucking like 400 hours a week? No, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do any of that. But <laughs> not even the sweatband. If I If I do, we need to make a montage. But you need to get a GoPro and follow me around. I will be there. No, you won't. You liar. Oh look, you know, I won't. <laughs> but no, look, I I, I am gonna, I am gonna try and get better and uh, see if I can't get as good as I was at Street Fighter Three, and maybe I'll go to Evo, because you know what the entry fee for Evo is, or at least it was ten years ago, fifty dollars. Nope. I mean that's good, and and what's great is that we can have. We can have a big old party to support you because it'll be in Vegas and I probably won't go watch you in Evo. I'll probably just be getting drunk somewhere. That's fine. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. But you know Wait, what? No, I'll show up. I'll show up with my, my platinum 
Street Fighter Five belt, and I'll swing it around, and then my pants will disappear. You know, I'll get all the guys. One can only hope. The most hope. But the cool thing about it is if you go to Evo, um, and you show that you've made an entry fee and whatnot, you get like fifty percent off your hotel room. What? Yeah. But if you stay at the Imperial Palace, it's only like eighteen dollars anyway. So. So it'll be nine. Yeah, I know, but I'm, <laughs> like, I, I was just gonna—I was thinking there. I was like, maybe I'll sign up for Evo and then just not go, so I can get fifty percent off my hotel room. And I'm like, oh wait, I stay at the Imperial Palace. It's dirt fucking cheap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. Yes. So, Steam sale. Doom is forty percent off. It just came out. I don't know how I feel about Doom. It is so good. Is it? It is so good. It is everything that you want in a Doom game. Hmm. Because it takes it, it it has this ability through silence to really emote the aggression that the protagonist feels throughout the entire game and his absolute disregard for for different modes of authority that attempt to harangue him into their little uh uh plans on on mars um i guess i'm trying to try to talk about any spoilers but like you know it's got there there is no aiming down sights it's all running a gun and you get double jumps i mean rockets are your way of life graphically it's fantastic you get glory kills which are just like depending on where you're at on the character on on the enemy character change where you're at if you're up against a wall it's different i mean they're gory as shit and it's just the aggression of of the doom marine for for demon kind is just the way that they tell the story through that Mm. and his absolute disregard for for any kind of level of civility is fantastic it is a true it is a true doom return to form good i i i i loved it it is wonderful i might have to check it out then i still haven't played doom 3 i've only ever watched people play doom 3 doom 3 was doom 3 was disappointing because doom 3 uh in the beginning was like a was like a horror game yeah and and then it got into just kind of like a bullety a bullet spongy kind of meh game yeah Towards the end, and I didn't like that. Speaking I like the horror. I thought the horror was neat. Speaking of Doom Three, that is one of the many games in my Steam library that I've never played. <laughs> Boom! There you go. But I'm not gonna do that. I ain't got time for that shit. No, nope. ain't nobody got time for that. They had. To, I mean, I remember Doom Three came out. Like you had, you could either have the flashlight out, or you could have your gun out. You couldn't have both out at the same time, and it was pitch black if you didn't. So then, like, you have guys shooting at you, and the only time that you could see it is whenever they were shooting at you, unless you had the flashlight out. So if you had your gun out, you couldn't see the sights on your gun, but you could see guys that are shooting at you, and you fired from the hip, your accuracy was shit. So they actually had to mod. The modding community had to go in and basically tape the flashlight to the rifles and stuff just so that you could see and play the fucking game. I remember, like, when I played that. I mean, I was I was white knuckled, so pissed off because I'm like, this is bullshit. I can't see anything. It's so fucking dark. You would think that they uh, would have fixed that before they released the fucking game. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. That's a super big deal. <laughs> As a super duper big deal. 
I mean, as a as a game designing company, I think your testers would probably be pretty salty. Why wouldn't you be like, you know what? Let's take the testers' word at this. Let's uh, let's give this character two arms. Yeah, <laughs> I I just wish that like someone would have like leaned back in their recliner, dusted off the Cheeto, the crumbs off their chest, and been like, do you think that this this guy probably could use a flashlight? <laughs> I mean, like, I know he's got one, but don't you think that he could either use both hands or maybe he could just, like, put it on his rifle? Because, I mean, like, they do that. This is the future. I mean, you could put gu- you can put lights on guns. It, you know? Don't you know? What is this? Don't, don't you know? All right, so the, the, you know, makers of Doom are Canadian. <laughs> I mean, they must have been because <laughs> they couldn't figure that out. <laughs> or Wisconsin. If from Wisconsin. <laughs> We're from Wisconsin. We practice Sharia law. <laughs> no flashlights ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, on that note, let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> Steam sale is so good. There are so many titles on there right now that that are that are dirt ass cheap. I mean. I'm just gonna. I, I got the. I got the rest of this list. I'm gonna breeze through. They're all seventy-five percent. Shadow of Mordor. This War of Mine. Uh, Vermintide's fifty percent. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Uh, the New Order is fifty percent. They're dirt cheap. There's no reason not to go pick these titles up. They are fantastic. Or you could just buy them and you know leave them in your library forever, like me. I mean, there, I that is that is an option. And like we said before. Uh, you could save a lot of money by just not buying anything. But that also makes you a shitty person, so support the company. Buy the goddamn game. <laughs> buy buy this war of mine. It's only it's only a few dollars. And it's so good. It's so good. I I killed a I killed an old guy that was sick. I hit him in the face with a hatchet until he stopped moving. It was so good. I just can't it's five dollars. Look, you can mur- look, you can murder a guy in his sleep for five dollars. I played that game for a little bit. It, it's another one of those super overwhelming games. I loved that game. I just loved. I loved. I discovered I'm an evil person. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. okay, no, I didn't discover it. I mean, I got to express it, and it was so good. Oh, so good. <laughs> I was gonna say that's not new. <laughs> not even a little. Not even a little. Well, that was it, folks. We'll uh, we'll have to see you next time. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>